start everything with the uh, with the VA broker. This time. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Each week, VA sends an email to over 13 million veterans. It's jam-packed with veteran discounts on hundreds of services, job listings, and information on home loans, plus access to many local events for veterans and their families. Subscribe for free at va.gov vetresources to learn more. needs an enema. Find us on the web at mbradio.us. I want to make it clear that the views expressed by our hosts are not considered the official stance of MBR views. Remember, this is all about having fun and enjoying the ride. Jimmy, this some serious gourmet shit. Cup of coffee in the big time, yeah. Cup of coffee in the big time. Cup of coffee. Morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the morning show. This is B squared. We got H train driving side by yeah. side. We got caveman and behind the scenes. So awesome. some weather's moving in. It was pretty. I thought it was pretty mild. Yeah, right? I tell you what. In fact, the uh, the weather. I, I have a little nice little uh, video background. Uh, something differently, you know. I was trying, but caveman. He created his own video. Would you like to see what he created? Yeah, let's see this. Let's see let's it. See Hit it. It's the best background. <laughs> that's awesome. So we might just do that for the whole like show. Yeah. That's awesome, you know. But um, yeah. So the there's a lot in the news today. But before we do that, um, you know, we have the army and the navy game. Now, you was Army, right? Or you was Navy? I was Navy. Navy, okay. Get that straight. All right. Roger. Okay. Um, we yeah. have that game? Yeah, we got a game tomorrow, 1 o'clock. It's always on, on in December. It's always at 1 o'clock. Um, and it's always against two, with, with two crappy teams. <laughs> is is but, the Army crappy, though, this year? Because yes, I know last year they crappy, were good. They're both crappy. Now, historically, Navy has the advantage over Army-Navy games. Hell yeah, they do. But the last, I would say, five years, at least, the Army has just obliterated us. Just, it's horrible. So it's going to be interesting to see. But 
you know, my brother and I started this tradition probably maybe eight years ago. And then we kind of got away from it for a couple of years. And then I re reintroduced it or revamped it. And that kind of expanded it. So um, every year I get it. I like the intimate feel of it. So I don't want to get it too big. I don't want to have 20 guys in my house. And I don't have a very big house. So I don't want 20 guys in my house trying to watch this game. We've got people in one room and people in the living room and the dining room and downstairs and my and my man cave. So um, I'm, I'm at six now and I like that number. So I think I'll keep it kind of even. We've got three, three army guys, three Navy guys. Um, which is nice, so uh, nice rivalry and uh, nice meal. We're going to have um, filet mignon with, you know, usually Bernays sauce is what they serve on a the, the dish is called steak ostner. So it's a filet mignon with crab on top. Usually could be used Bernays. We're going to use a hollandaise. It's supposed to be a little with some draped over uh, with, uh, draped with uh, asparagus and then twice baked uh, potato, cheddar, bacon, and um, I made some homemade chili that has venison in it. Um, so that's going to be our like kind of like appetizer. And then some desserts. So it should be a good meal. I'm going to have to buy me some Pepto Bismol, aren't I? <laughs> you might want to bring the Alka Seltzer. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Oh, it's, it's not it's not real hot, though. I, don't, I didn't make the chili spice or anything, but uh, it's, it's tasty. Well, you know, ever since I started the, uh, the Hyperbarics, one thing that I've, that I've, found is that my taste buds are like different like i smoked you know but i'm not smoking anymore because when i go to take a, you by the way he's doing really well i i, I did that um whenever i try to take a smoke because my wife still smokes like it, it tastes like um i put hairspray in my mouth you know i have to admit though i quit smoking in 2016 i believe and I still like if you you know when you guys lit up, I still get that man that smells good. But then I just think about what I was, and then I don't know how you know, my health issues and all that. Like, oh. <laughs> the the thing that's kind of helped me not go back to it is the smell. Like my clothes. Yeah, like, see that that's know, a turnoff. But for yeah. me, it's it's that initial light up of the cigarette, just for a fraction of a second. I'm like, but then, right. like you said, all the other stuff, your clothes. Yeah, it's just that first. That, it's just that first. Yeah, it's just that first light up. It smells really good, and then like after that, you know, I don't know. And I thought about you know getting like cigars, and I'm like, why? You know, kind of thing. How do cigars are different, but just because you don't smoke them the same. Well, I th no, I, you don't. But I, I, I'm the same way. I have I have buddies that smoke on the course. And I, I will light up occasionally, and I started buying them, and I noticed I was starting to smoke them more often. I was like, okay, I don't want to get back. I don't want to get into this habit. So I, I put a kibosh on it. But, yeah, it is different the way you smoke it, but it's still not good for you. Yeah. And I'm still doing, like, this um, this uh, this vapor thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the nice thing about this vapor thing is this has lasted me almost three months. Yeah, if you're pretty – calm with them too they don't really go out they always charge themselves back up pretty much well this comes with a charger well i mean it doesn't come with a charger it you just it, it used a right it. yeah exactly so when it's like you know down or whatever i'll just plug it in but yeah it's 
huge it's a huge difference really helps me out um before we That's go not to, true either there, really. no, oh i know i know no, i know i know i Trust me, I know. I'm, 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 I'm trying to do better. You're weaning up. That's the important. Thing. Well, you know, one of my friends told me he was like, you know, the one thing, like, you have everything. He's like, you're nice. You have a lot of stuff going for you, but he's like, I don't know what to tell you. And you know, but do me a favor, caveman, because I know him. Grab a plate and put that jelly donut in the plate before he takes that. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I know you. <laughs> Dude, it was hilarious. Well, you know, for a couple of weeks there, I was eating, I was eating the 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 very cream filled one and the jelly donut. He wouldn't say nothing. I'm like, All right, cool. well, you know, it's funny yeah, because he, when we kind of slow, so when we slow. left that morning, and that that guy over here at the other room, you know, he looked at me and he was like, "Where were those donuts that you said that I could have?" And I'm like, "Oh, my co-host must." <laughs> yeah. He should have grabbed him, dude. Yeah, snooze you lose. It's snooze you lose, exactly. What is it, what's going on? What's going in next door? You know, um, the next door. Oh, it's like a Colorado Classic Cars. Oh, yeah, so I don't know exactly what they do. One, one of these days, I have to invite them over. Yeah. Definitely have to chat with that. Guy. Yes. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I get my jelly. Only one donut that I want, and that's the jelly donut. I've always had some kind of classic car project, um, uh, go in some form or other. So right now, my, my I've never been a truck guy, but my brother's uh, restoring a '47 Chevy. Oh dang! And I'm helping him do that, and he happened to have. You know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he has a project, so he buys six cabs. <laughs> right. He's got four chassis and six cabs. And so he had this 53 flatbed in his yard for years. And I never, you know, didn't think nothing of it. And then one day I was looking at it. Oh, that's a sexy truck. I like that flatbed. So I, I, I finagled my way into getting my hands on it. And so that's going to be my new project is a 53 Chevy flatbed. It's going to be set. I'm gonna make it full drive. It's gonna have that, you know. You see, have you seen those campers that you can strap down to a flatbed? Put one of those campers on there. So I'll have a, you know, when I go up to the mountains or when I go mountain biking or whatever, skiing, whatever, I'll have a place to sleep or hang out or whatever. But yeah, so that's that's it's you know in the infant stages because I want to I want to do it right. I want to focus on his truck first, get his done. We're about two thirds done. And then I'll start working on mine. Yeah, you you do that kind of like a hobby, working on it's people's hobby, vehicles and but, stuff. But you man. know, and I I do fancy myself a backyard mechanic, but I don't do any. You know, I don't build engines. I can do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> you know, so don't come to me and say, "Hey, man, I my lower end needs rebuilding." I'm like, "Okay, uh, let me give you some names of some good shots because I don't do. It. I'll do it on my own. Right. I don't. I don't. I, I just it's just too much. You know, these old fingers don't work like they used to. So. But I, you know, I'll do tune-ups. I'll do, you know, radiator flushes. I'll do electrical, you know, minor electrical, like your alternator. I could have done that for you. I know it's kind of right now. You're like, really, dude? You didn't tell me? <laughs> well, it, was, it was getting to the point. It wouldn't even, like, take a jump. To yeah, start it, yeah. So it was like, I'll oh, yeah, that, that alternator would kill the whole electrical system. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, stuff like that. I, you know, I don't have a problem doing that stuff. And, and you know, I'm real reasonable. So I, I, I just, I'm not trying to buy a new house or anything so 
I just, I want to make it affordable, but also make it convenient where you're like, okay, I know I have a guy I can go to that'll, that'll take care of this for me. And you know, family, I like my wife, she gets, and her sister, she gets, they get free because when I try to get money from them, they're like, they're looking at me like, what'd you just say? <laughs> I'll slap your face. So yeah, I'm not allowed to, but yeah, so I think uh, it's a healthy hobby. It can be a yeah, money yeah. pit though. You gotta be careful. My brother's builds no, hot rods. One of my brothers builds hot rods. He's got like six hot rods, beautiful cars. But I think he would throw up if he sat down one day and added all all the money over the years that he spent on those hot rods. Man, there are money pits. Now, like any hobby. Caveman, your vehicle it, it's white, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you know what you need to do? It, it looks like the Ghostbusters logo. Yeah, I was going to say. You need, yeah, but, uh, you need you to put need the Ghostbusters logo on the yeah, side. Yeah, you need to buy some Ghostbuster magnets, okay, and put it on the side yeah. and then see if you get some people taking pictures. That would be pretty sick, actually. Yeah. I should do that. It could be a babe magnet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, before we go to break, talking about a babe, mag uh, babe magnet, somebody showed up to buckley air force base yesterday and like nobody knew who he was except except like the upper you know like officers and ncos and stuff and when we come back from break i'm going to tell you who that was you're going to laugh your ass off so all right uh start the baited breath yeah start that rejoiner and i tell you what when we come back not only will i be telling you who visited buckley yesterday the troops Go ahead and hit that rejoiner. No, no, no. Hit the, hit the rejoiner. There we go. All right, when we come back, well, not only will I t turn that iPad down a little bit. No, on the mixer, on the mixer. iPad, iPad. There we go. All right. All right. When we come back, I'll tell you who visited Buckley Air Force Base, and we'll be hitting the what the segment. So whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the morning show right here on MBR Radio, where we give veterans a voice. wanted to really do a special veteran salute to our women. We're the founders of Michael's Foundation. Michael's Foundation is a nonprofit organization who help veterans thrive, not just survive, post-military service. It's Women Veterans Day and a lot of people don't even realize that we even have such a day. It's not a national holiday, but we're being recognized and that's the start of it. So for me, I take the opportunity to try to empower my other veteran sisters that we need to stand up and let people know that we are here in their community. I represent over three million women veterans and I have an important request of all of you. I'm asking you to show up and speak out, to tell your stories of service in your daily lives. The only way we will continue to progress is by continuing to advocate for change. 
educate for change, and to influence change. We are stronger together. Women veterans, please hear what I have to say. It's not weakness. It is not weakness to ask for help. The sooner you ask, the sooner you can feel stronger again, and the sooner you can come back and help others up. Now, how many of everybody else loves a veteran or loves a woman veteran? This is the image that we all need to remember in our daily lives, that we may be small, we may only be 1.5% of the population, but there are, we are surrounded by people who love us and support us. You need to remember that when you're in your darkest moments. I am so honored to celebrate Women's Veterans Day. Yay. I mean, wow. We need to stop, take a breath, and honor our women veterans. God bless you. We started Michael's Foundation in 2019. Michael's Foundation is uh, in honor of our son, Michael, the youngest of six children. And uh, he served in the Army for eight years. And he had four tours in Afghanistan. When he came home in 2014, after he was medically boarded out of the, out of the Army, he didn't do very well. And um, we worked with him and we tried to help him. And uh, in 2016, he took his own life. It's quite devastating for our family. It took us a while to all get together again uh, and think about what it is we could do and um, so that wouldn't happen to other veterans and especially other veterans' families because we forget that uh, we lose somebody but the people that are left behind are pretty uh, lost too. So we came up with Michael's Foundation and um, we decided we wanted to do something with horses and horse equine horse therapy is really an important thing for veterans. There's all kinds of uh, work being done uh, with veterans that um, need that kind of help. Every time a veteran comes to us and says thank you or just gives us a big hug, uh, I think, wow, maybe we made a difference in somebody's life. That's, that's, the, that's the beauty of this.
down there playing the cupcake. <laughs> oh. Rejoiner. And uh, got to pay attention. Mic's off. They got it? All right. All right, and we are back. Yes, yes, yes. We got, we got, we got to help caveman, uh, you know, kind of pay attention. You know, we got I, started talking about sports. So, <laughs> yeah. Once you start sports, talking about sports, uh, you know, caveman is he, he, he is very knowledgeable. Yeah, he but is. But he, he, he's, he, he gets lost in the mire. You can't, exactly. can't find him. Right. In fact, talking about knowledge, that is the what the segment. The cool tats, man. Oh, for real. Thank you, bro. You yeah. see the Cobra? I mean, what is this one? Oh, this? Uh-huh. That's my credo. No regrets. Mm-hmm. You have no regrets? Dad? No. Like, not even a single letter? No, no. way. <laughs> not me. I love him. I think he's great. Okay. I think he's a real winner, Casey. If I were you, I wouldn't use protection. What the? Right. So Caveman, this is his, uh, this is basically his segment. So what do you, what do you got for us today? Run with it, buddy. Florida State Seminoles, after putting on a good season, 13-0, they won their conference. Their starting quarterback did get injured, but they still went undefeated and got snug out of the college football playoff for Texas and Alabama, which it just sucks to see an undefeated team that, work so hard to win every single game they get kicked out for the committee thinking something will be more entertaining which the college football playoff will probably be entertaining either way just because michigan's a powerhouse alabama's like a huge underdog right now so that's going to be a good game in the first round and washington and texas is just going to be a shootout because the pac-12 doesn't really have defense so you kind of have to put up 40 against Washington if you want to win. Well, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, which I know you will, but this isn't the first time something like this has happened. In fact, no. I believe it was 1998 or 1997, Notre Dame got the chance to go like the Rose Bowl or something, and like they had a losing record or something. So sometimes it's not about the uh, – the talent or how well you progress sometimes it's about what brings in the money yeah because yeah. they're always about the money they're yeah. an independent school too so they're not even like in a ncaa conference they just kind of like play play football teams so i mean seeing i think it's still going to be entertaining michigan's not like the best run offense against alabama it's like the best run defense in the in the entire country so that should be fun. And just the offenses in Texas and Washington. Are yeah, I watched crazy. that UW game the other night. That was a great game, man. That was really a good game. It was close all the way to the end, and then UW just ran away with it. I, uh, what was I going to say? So with, with this whole thing that, you know, the, with, with the, this whole thing, like Michigan, do you think part of the the whole stealing signs that they're they're accusing Hardball of doing or whatever? Do you think that that played into this situation? The reason why Florida didn't make it, or it could. I think that like the they took their punishments that they had for their like accused sign stealing, 
they still went undefeated without Jim Harbaugh. They had their offensive coordinator, a head coach, for three weeks. Even during the Ohio State game, they won by like 14 or something. See, and that's the reason why I don't like college. Because, like, when the Buffs played, I was getting into it because those games, they tended to be close, okay? But whenever I watch a college game, usually it's like three or four touchdowns over the other team, you know? And I don't, yeah. don't want to watch a blowout. Uh, you know, in the NFL, that's a big reason why sometimes I don't watch the whole Denver Bronco game. I'll, I'll, I'll go to it in, like, the fourth quarter because it's very boring first to the third quarter because especially with the Broncos, it's always one, two, three, punt, one, two, three, punt, one, two, three, three, punt. Three, 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 yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's not just that. Like I, I kind of do that with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Too. So, so it's third and eight. Let's throw, let, let's have a pass in the, in, in the, uh, in the backfield and see if the, if the guy can <laughs> yeah. get to the uh, line to gain. I'm like, really dude, what can you do? Can't you just do a, a, a slant? Or a, an out to the into the flat instead of you know get past the line of scrimmage. Oh, don't get that. I don't understand that at all. Sense. Does yeah. not make any sense, man. And I, it's insane. almost like Russell Wilson's afraid of of throwing the ball. Sometimes I I, I just feel that it's like yeah. he's had some great passes to Sutton. I mean, some phenomenal touchdowns. But like that, like last week, I keep harping on it. That last play. You know, he underthrew the guy and, and, and got intercepted in the end zone. It's like he's, it's like he hesitated there for a second and instead of just, you know, having confidence. putting it Because if you would have put that pass on the money, it would have been touching. Yeah. Well, and once again, like, I mean, you cannot sit here and tell me that Russell Wilson doesn't have some kind of a, a brain injury, you know. And when you have a right. brain injury, it affects you. I mean, when you I look agree. at his footwork, you can tell. Yeah, I, I say it all the time. I don't know why, but I just know because it's been brought to me. Oh, and uh, we have a caller. Hold the, hold the line. We got a caller. So I think Russell Wilson has a good connection with Sutton, but the Broncos have two number one wide receivers with Sutton and Jerry Judy. Yeah. So they could their offense could easily be. And to me, insane. Jerry Judy is highly underutilized. He barely gets the ball. Yeah. Caller, welcome to the morning show. You're talking with H and V. Who are we speaking with this morning? Okay, hold on. Let me see if the volume needs to be turned up. There. Hold on. Hang on. Hold the phone. Hello? Yes. Oh no no no! I'm I'm on the air actually, <laughs> so it's a good thing that you didn't say anything. Let me call you guys back, okay? All right, thank you. Bye bye. Well, Gosh, that, that could have been bad. <laughs> that, that was the VA. <laughs> oh, I, th I thought it was your punch is <laughs> Note to self: when you say, "Hey, caller," what you know, welcome them, we and they don't say anything. That's probably good. Thing to unhook and find out. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, so that just that that threw me with a little. But you know, when people tell me 
the biggest thing for like traumatic brain injury is like when you walk, you walk on your tippy toes. And I didn't, I didn't really put two and two together. And, you know, when I was talking to my wife, we went shoe shopping. And it's crazy because, like, as you can see, all of it's wore right on the tippy toes and all of this, yeah, yeah. all those trying to stay. I don't know why it's like that, but, man, it, it's exactly right. And, you know, um, the glasses. One thing I learned is, like, the VA doesn't really do eye exams. Like, they do, like, basic exams, but they do, like, a specialty. You have to have insurance. So my wife finally put me on her vision insurance. You can, so get, that, you can get through the VA. You can get a, a, a new pair of glasses every year. But like you said, right? It's just the basic. They they used to they used to have where you could go to certain authorized dealer or you know stores or what have you, and then you could pick out and you get a three hundred twenty five dollar allowance uh, credit, and then anything over that you'd have to pay. But now the VA and their infant wisdom, they have like, I don't know, like three little or four little cases of, of selection. That's it. So you have to pick through this selection, pick a pair of glasses you like, and then again, 325 limit, anything over that you got to pay for. So last year I got my focal glasses and I was like, that put me over the three, no bifocal glasses this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, paying for that. <laughs> I've never understood the whole like the bifocals. Like, what 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 are the bifocals for? Like that little little. Uh, I hate them. I hate them. I'm I'm doing this. And I, I'm, like, I'm starting to get a crick in my neck, so I, I don't. Is the bifocals basically so that you can like just see regular things, and then when you want to read stuff, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. prescription. You look, you look down. Down. Okay. All and right. then the no the no line bifocals to me are even worse because you. You know, you can't see the little line, so then you're like, you know, so when I'm driving, if I have bifocal, no, no line bifocal, I have to kind of be really look like a grandpa. I have to slide it down my nose because it'll mess me up, man. I'm like, I can't see. I got walleye vision. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So um, it is that time where we do the drop the mic so that that next, no, just hit the drop the mic. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what you all think I'm going to do. We just, just flip out. Oh, I love that tune. I really do. Yes, sir. Okay, so when, before we went to break, I told you all that somebody showed up at Buckley Air Force yes, Base. Yes, yes, please. And like 80% of the people were like, who the hell is this guy? Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill Nye. Yes. I would have recognized him if I saw him. I was on, what was this, yesterday? It, uh, yeah, it was yesterday. Because I was on the base yesterday. I didn't see any Bill Nye. Uh, they they had he, he didn't come to the rec center. They had like the social media was at the like gate one or whatever. Uh -huh. and, you know he showed up and you know everybody was like hey. And there was a couple guys that were like I have no idea who he is, but I want to take a picture with him. You know kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just funny. And I'm you know I'm like, I looked at her and my wife. And I'm like apparently they've never seen the Big Bang Theory because the Big Bang Theory he's always on that thing. You know. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of that show, but anyway. really, 
That so. show, Two and a Half Men, just stupid. <laughs> well, Two and a Half Men was really bad ever since. Um, Future. No, not well. Yeah, but when I, that other guy, I forget his name, when he got in all that drunken oh, yeah, trouble, Charlie. Charlie, yeah, dude, he made that show. He made I, that I, show. I, I character on the show. He was an literally just and like me. His her. personality was the character he played on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like if you heard actually, John Cryer, you, you know, you're right. Um, but yeah, he was an arrogant prick and just. I thought, you know who I thought made the show it was the, was 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 Cryer's son. That's why I thought made the show. That uh, kid was hilarious. <laughs> Cryer's son, are you talking about the Sean? Half, the half, no, Jake. The half man. Two and a half men. Yeah. Oh, the half man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little guy. I thought he made the show because well, I. Oh yeah, good news and I got bad news. Okay. The good news is she's coming to the party. The bad news is she's probably not coming back with you. Yeah. He's like, oh okay. Oh, well, is, Charlie, is, Charlie <laughs> Sheen, is Charlie Sheen even alive anymore? Like, I was, he's still alive. Yeah, he, I mean, he was went off the deep end doing all sorts of hardcore drugs. He's still alive, dude. But like, when you see all these actors and stuff, I mean, the only person that really looks good, I swear to God, as a vampire, is Dolly Parton. Everybody else, I mean, they're aging fast. Jack Nicholson. He looks old. Yeah, he does. And um, Rob, Robert De Niro. I yeah. mean, he, he kind of looks old to begin with, you know? He just yeah. looks even older now. You know, my wife was a huge uh, Sex in the City fan, and they came up with a new, they, you know, they revamped it, and they've come, and man, she's like, look at the characters. I couldn't even recognize them. I didn't, you know, they're, they're, ooh, they look, ooh. and I know it's brutal for women, because, you know, guys, yeah, we get bags under our eyes, I mean, but we grace, for the most part, we age gracefully more than women because we're not, um, you know, the standards of American standards aren't as yeah. hard on men as they are women. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's crazy. Some people, like uh, Zoe, uh, what's her name? Zoe Saldana, the chick that played uh, uh, Catalea. She's also in that new show. Have you seen that new show on, I think it's on Paramount called uh, Atlantis? Anyways, she looks great. Dude. When I talk to you, so, like I, I think that I watch a lot of like Netflix and TV and, and stuff, and then no. when I talk to you, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, some people just age well, and she, you know, they just they look great. You're like, wow. That... Last night I watched that they have a revamped Frasier. You like Frasier? No, not really. They had um, Roz, his old producer. She looked great, man. I was like, wow. She doesn't hasn't aged at all. She just she looked great. So, you know, six and one, I guess. Genetics, uh, your diet, um, hard living. I, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with, like, stress, too. Yeah, stress. Yeah, big time, like, stress. You know, it's funny. There's a, there's this huge thing like TikTok, um, the uh, TikTok shop. They, they yeah. keep uh, talking about the – I don't know what it's called, but there's this, like, thing that – you iron out the the uh, the wrinkles on your forehead. It takes your wrinkles away. I don't know how true it is. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh huh. Oh my gosh! It's so ridiculous. Though. Yeah, my my forehead looks great. I have no crow's feet, but I still look old as hell. <laughs> it's kind of like the no offense, ladies, but it's kind of like the, the lady that has beautiful nails and hair, and she weighs six thousand pounds. It's like I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, 
Yeah, honey, you look great. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I bet you'd shave off like 20 years if you if you shaved off like oh, the, my wife's beard. Uh, yeah, my wife tells me that all the time. She's like, when you shave, which is not very often, she looks so much. I said, of course I do. There's no gray hair. I mean, obviously, you know, if I keep my head shaved and I shave my face, yeah, of course I'm going to look younger. Yeah. yeah, if you shaved your face, then everybody would know that you're um, Woody Harrelson's long-lost brother. It's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go faster. <laughs> well, See, you know, Caveman has a blank stare on his face because he has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> He's like, what is this guy? Caveman, do you know? Here, here's, here's some questions. Do you know who Bill Nye the Science Guy is? I do. Okay, He's awesome. Playing with school. Awesome. Do you know what the yellow pages are? Okay. Do you know what a rot rot rotary dial telephone is? Yeah. Have yes. you ever heard of a Rolodex? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know what? He's just saying yes. I need to bring yeah. up like a picture. Rolodex is literally like a picture. We need to have trivia again. We need to bring yeah, trivia back. Have trivia and, yeah, we do. See if, if he could get these questions Basic right. things that yeah. are That is now. very, very <laughs> true. Well, we'll have to do that for the next show. Is is bring up and like trivia uh, segment. Trivia. Well, you know, there's the so there we have a show here on Monday called the Black Sugar Show, and he has a Are you black enough? Like quiz. Like he'll sit there and, and are ask. Are you black enough? Yeah, he'll, he'll <laughs> sit there and ask these questions only like black people know. You know, well, isn't his co-host white? Both of them are, yeah. Yeah. So, are they offended? I mean, no, no, no. Because I, I think, I think they, I think they're vanilla, but they got like chocolate vanilla inside them, kind of thing. Oh, you know, kind of like, kind of like Eminem. <laughs> yeah, like vanilla fudge. Yeah, vanilla fudge. So, hey, if you want to join in the conversation, maybe we're not bringing up something that you want to talk about. You know, top subjects. That number is 720-619-0627. Caveman, if you go if you go in the banner and hit the uh, the text line number, that's where you're finding that. Uh, you know, I was talking to um, Bradley Jackson. He's the one that does our voiceovers now, and he was talking about how there was a new rating system with the VA starting after January that they're not connecting migraines and tinnitus to TBI anymore. It's mm -hmm. kind of like the the connecting um, sleep apnea with PTS and other ailments that they said there's no no link, you know, and, and, and yet there's literature a rife rife with evidence that it is but they say no there's no link between well you know it's just like what was it like six or seven days ago they find the va finally came out now uh now every world war ii veteran that is living no questions asked they're a hundred percent and it's like really really now? really now 99.99999 of them are dead and you're gonna okay do they get it posthumously? Do the families get? Yeah, they do. You know, and it, it, it's sad because they they did that. They did that. They do stuff that affects people, and when they do stuff like that, they don't realize how much it hurts other people. When when I first got out, 
they had like a they had like a, a here a line for TBI. Okay. And then after three or four years, that line from TBI, it changed to, okay, here's a tier one, here's a tier two, here's a tier three, you know? And I, and I, and I thought it was shocked because when I got like my award letter and said, hey, you know, we're, you're still 100%, but, you know, because you don't fall under that tier, tier you have 0% for TBI, and then you have 100% for, like, PTSD and stuff. And, you know, I went back to the VA, and I'm like, okay, so let me ask you a question. Um, I'm, like, 90% with double vision. So you can get double vision from PTSD? You know, I mean, this doesn't make any sense, you know? It's all book work, and VA keeps changing things, and I, I just, it's crazy. One of these days, we need to get your VSO, Matt, on here. Yeah, I have a meeting with him next month, and I'm going to broach that subject again. And it's funny that you brought that up, because I have, you know, we talked about InfoTap uh, last, uh, either last week or the week before, and his newest episode. Anyone can use talks about um, how 120,000 veterans have been affected by the VA's incompetence. <laughs> and I, I think that I think that's a pretty uh, conservative number. Yeah, it's probably yeah, way but, more. But yeah, but his, <laughs> his, his, his newest segment is talking about how just this very topic, how their ratings uh, uh, is conundrum, you know, that, that, that they're saying you could get it for this, but you can't get it for that, and this is service connected, this isn't, and, you know, for example, my personal case, so I've had a, I'm 40% of my right ankle, I've had it for 35 years, or almost 40 years, and I had a, a tra uh, pretty catastrophic motorcycle accident in 2003, and now I have, prior to that, I already had back problems, and me, my hip, and they're saying, they've denied me like eight times. They said, uh, you are not, that, that's, that, that's, it's more likely, you got to have it worded right, more likely than not, 50% uh, service connected. It's more likely than not that it's related to your more recent accident, which is not service connected. And I'm like, really guys? I well documented that I had a pre-existing condition that if anything, the the motorcycle accident exasperated those those issues. But so yeah, so we're we're in the throes of that right now with, with the VA and their infinite wisdom. So yeah, we're gonna figure, feature more stuff from InfoTap and I apologize for the background noise. I was I was trying to I, I can't multitask. So I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to listen in and, and talk but but uh yeah I'm gonna have a try to have a little small segment with him and and just talk about pertinent stuff because he's got great stuff um, that's that's uh, very um, applicable to a lot of things that are these vets are going through right now. And you know, like you said, this stuff's always changing. I think it's important that we stay up on VA laws, yep. apply, and new stuff coming down the pike. And always new changes. Always new changes. Any you know new rules like. I haven't been affected by it, but I noticed that some people have been affected by it. But, like, let's say that you got arrested a long time ago for marijuana. Marijuana is now legal. Do they let them out of jail because of that? No. They're, 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 they're still paying for a crime that 
There's no more, you know, there's well, not still, a crime still anymore. It's still a Schedule One narcotic federal law. So there's that. Okay. Okay. So that's why they, they you know, and, and, you know, that's why the VA, you know, because they've been lobbying for years to try to get it, you know, because it does have medicinal uh, value. It does. Um, and they've been trying to lobby uh, uh, the government, Congress, to pass um, using medical marijuana for veterans. And that's a long, hard road, man. That's, it, there's just because you've got people that are just ignorant, as far as I'm concerned, with, you know, they don't want to admit that it has medicinal purpose. Oh, you're, you know, microdosing. That's another big one. They're trying to get laws passed for that. And I thought the reason why the VA hadn't, like, made it, you know, feasible for every veteran to do it is because they couldn't regulate the, the strand. Because with marijuana, there's there's a lot of strands. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of strands. And it is, and it can be very potent. Um and you know, every way you turn, there's a new, there's a new uh, uh, dispensary. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of dispensary. Which I find funny because there's a dispensary. It's like down the road from me. Okay, it's just like a generic one. And then the one that I go to, it's uh, true, tr the True Green Solution. That's the one that I go to. Yeah. They're way cheaper than this one that's like close. And I'm not talking about like a dollar cheaper i'm talking about like seven bucks cheaper mm -hmm. you know and i'm not trying to like you know kill their business or anything but you know i went in there and i'm like okay you guys are you guys aren't brand new anymore how much is this bottle and they're like oh you know with the tax and everything it's like 25 and i'm like you realize green solution it's like 17. i mean there's like a huge 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 difference you know, and a lot of them. I mean, I'm, I'm not not that I'm gonna try to plug any dispensary. I don't I don't uh, patronize them. But what if put gum in on the radio? I should sure <laughs> do. I, I just put it in the back of my mouth so I have fresh breath. Okay. Um, and and I don't you know offend you, but uh, there's the one over by my house. They 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 um, have veteran discount. You can get the dubia. They, they call it dubia of the day. You can go in there every single day. And get a free dupe. No shit. Huh? So you know, there's those there's those companies too that that honor vets and 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 uh, you know give you some kind of discount. I think that's important. You know, I think everybody deserves a discount, but yeah, vets have a special place. So we might have to take a field trip after the show just yeah. to just well, to try well, like it. like Army Navy. You come over tomorrow. Yeah, there we go. I'll show you the uh, show you the lay of the land. I'm trying to talk my wife into coming. And if my wife comes, I mean, that's a big deal, dude, because she, like, she does not get out of the closet for anybody. Really? But really. She, like, yeah, she doesn't. She's a homebody? Oh, God, yes. When yeah, we go somewhere, she's like, oh, I don't know. She's like, there's too many people. I'm like, I, 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 I wish she felt like that when we go to, like, restaurants like Texas Roadhouse <laughs> or Olive Garden, you know? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I just, you know, I, I hate waiting to eat. I think it's so stupid. Oh, dude, I, I will not wait in line. I don't care how good it is. I'm not waiting. Oh, what's the wait? Uh, two hours? No. Yeah. 45 minutes? No, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm speaking? I, I think my limit is 20 minutes. And yeah. speaking yeah. and speaking of food, we want to be, we want to put a huge plug out every single morning, Friday mornings, Dunkin' Donuts gives us 
uh, coffee that gives us donuts. We want to say a huge shout out to Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Uh, doing so many my things for our veterans. Yes. <laughs> Them and Jersey Mike's. And my uh, cardiologist loves you. <laughs> and we also want to emphasize that we are on Internet Radio Network. Uh, we are on Sky Blue Radio, and Star Basic Radio. And, and, and don't you want to plug uh, Jersey Mike's? We were talking about that earlier. Yes, yes. Uh, Tuesday, this Tuesday, everybody that goes to the Northfield, the Stapleton area, that Jersey Mike's, and they just purchase a sandwich. What, where is that at? In Northfield? Northfield. It's uh, it's right over there by like the Bass Pro Shop and, oh, and okay, stuff okay, like that. Okay. It's in that area. Okay. Go over there to Jersey Mike's. It's uh, right next to Tokyo Joe's. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, go right over there and uh, buy a sandwich, and all the proceeds will go to MBR. And the neat thing is the Grinch will be there Tuesday. The Grinch? Yes. Be, uh, and I heard uh, I heard a little birdie told me he's going to be signing some stuff to give away. We're, oh, no, no, you're talking about someone else going to sign stuff. Right, and I, and I, and I can't firmly uh, – I can't confirm, confirm that yet because – I haven't met with stuff for him to like sign these to to give people. But the the key thing is when you I'm trying to I'm trying to make it so that when you say hey put it for MBR that you get something out of it. You know, kind of thing. Plus, I'm gonna have one of those like billboards that I'm gonna be holding. Hey, give the MBR kind of thing. And all this money that we're raising, it's gonna be. For the uh, Christmas baskets for the veterans at oh, Valor Point, that's where. And I tell you, if you know a veteran, if you know a veteran that is homeless, that's just down on his luck, that's having a hard time, and they're in the Colorado area, contact, contact us. I will. I will help transition them into you know the primary care doctor so that they can they can get into the Valor Point because. Valley Point has a, a pretty good, um, uh, a pretty good setup, a pretty good program. As long as you're just doing prescription drugs, you're not drinking. They're going to give you a place to stay. They're going to give you like counseling, help you with getting a job. I mean, just everything. So whenever I see people on the side of the road and they tell me, you know, they 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 have a sign that says, "Hey, I'm a vet" or whatever. I always tell them, but I gotta be honest with you, dude. I've I've never met a I never met a real vet that's on the side of the road with a sign. Because real like especially like combat vets, if they're a real combat vet, they don't talk about it. Yeah. They don't talk about it. That's kind of how you know if you know they're lying or not, because they just don't talk about it. Yeah, we had an older gentleman kind of close to my house a couple years back. It was he had a sign. It said, combat vet waiting for benefits. And every time I drove by him, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to think that's legit. Did he go get that hat at the Goodwill and, you know, and just put it on his head? Because like you said, I, I just, I was always suspicious because it's like, they don't, you know, and I know that there's people that are truly struggling, but mm -hmm. there are also a lot of programs out there mm -hmm. that are highly underutilized that can help, you know, with food, with medical services, with you know vets, yes, it, the, the VA can be a debacle, and it is a debacle. But you also have some 
you know, you got to be consistent and you got to be willing to put in the work, but there are programs available. Well, that's uh, Q. We're going to go on our first. It's not really a music break. It's more like a nonprofit break. It's an introduction of who we're talking to next. If you have, if you skied or anything, you've seen them around, if you did horses, it's called Camo Challenge Aspen. We're going to be having them on here very, very soon. So whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the morning show. Camo is our uh, military program. It stands for Challenge Aspen Military Opportunities. It's dedicated towards military service members, veterans, active duty. And we're dedicated to serving those that come back with injuries, both mental and physical. This week, we've got a great camp. It's our women's mountain retreat where we've got a whole camp dedicated toward our women of the military. We've had a full week full of skiing, fun activities, different uh, empowerment sessions, not only to build wellness and mental health, but to actually develop and recuperate. And we help them to grow and become stronger people as a whole. Jillian Searles, and I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I'm a Navy vet, suffering from PTSD and traumatic brain injury. Coming up to this program, I was in a very dark place, but just taking the chance of coming up here um, has allowed me to leave my fears and gain confidence on the mountains and there are too many things to specifically quote that's been great about this the whole thing's wonderful but the most important thing was i had in my mind that i couldn't ski anymore but by pushing through the fears and frustrations it's all coming back to me because i grew up on skis and the instructors and the interns and they just won't let you quit. That's the biggest thing is I've got confidence and all that crud has left and I've left it on the mountain. I really wanted to reach out and to work with those families who really hadn't had the opportunity to visit um, an adaptive program such as Challenge Aspen. So because of the high level and the severity of the disabilities, I invested a lot of time with family members to design a schedule that would provide optimum levels for challenge, but also time for relaxation. And the most important factor is for them to have fun together. My name is Eric Edmondson, retired Army Sergeant. Eric Edmondson 
just an incredible young man here with his family, his wife Stephanie, and the most phenomenal parents, uh, Beth and, and Ed Edmondson. Eric was injured back in 2005 and has a, a multitude of disabilities. After being wounded in Iraq, I never thought I would be doing all the exciting outdoor events and I was able to participate in this league. Thank you, Luchelle and Jasmine, for providing me the opportunity to experience activities that are important to me. River rafting and horseback riding were a lot of fun. We were just really excited for Eric to have these experiences. I think for us the bonus was the opportunity to also see the joy on his face. It's, it's what it's all about. And this is a nice way to use all the skills that he's gotten back and have some fun and meet other soldiers and share some common bond and some brotherhood with him. We also have Corey and Jenny Breest here. Um, again, just a very admirable young couple. Corey has always been an outgoing kind of guy. He wanted to help his community. He got activated in the summer of 05 and got overseas in October and on December 4th of 2005 his convoy was hit by two IEDs which gave him a traumatic brain injury. You know, it's, it's still dad. His sense of humor is still there. It's the same old Corey, he just has some limitations and a lot of things got taken away and he's very dependent on us for, you know, moving around, you know, getting places. If he ever gets down, we always show him what he's done and it always uplifts him. So for him to be able to do things that he once loved to do is awesome. It'll be is just worth a million million dollars to me you know it's it's pretty priceless to just see him happy and to see him connect with the other soldiers is just remarkable our goal here at Challenge Aspen is to encourage soldiers with disabilities and their families to, to look into our program and to take advantage of these incredible opportunities. It's been a long two and a half years. The experience not only helps to re rehabilitate the person back in, but it also helps to rehabilitate the family. Great opportunity. Uh, thank you. Thanks for inviting you. All the staff and volunteers are fantastic. They made everything so much fun. Eric has just started to walk again, and he's taken more steps here in this last two days than he's ever taken since his injury. And that's great to hear. Challenge Jasper is a wonderful organization. I really hope everyone with challenges will be able to be a part of so much fun and experiences. There are so many people that need to meet you at Challenge Jasper. Remember this, you affect lives. I will speak of you and challenge Jasper with great feelings and respect for what you are doing for the challenge.
Again, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much. Can I give you a hug? Yeah, I was going to make sure you're on the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. You're welcome listening. back, folks. You want to change the uh, thing, Caveman, oh, so yes. that it brings it down. Us. Yeah, so see that arrow right there? Bring that arrow down. Okay, now the other one. Okay, that that, that yeah, works. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the morning show with V squared and H. And today's special guest, we kind of gave a little bit of a preview of what they yeah, did. Yeah, I like that. That's, a, that's something that we should continue doing. Um, really but, you know, why listen to us? Listen to the horse's mouth, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Burgess, he is the representation of Camo Pro Project, the uh, Challenge Aspen. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. This, yeah, give us your formal yeah. nomenclature, your title, and then tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved. Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's it's great Good to be to here. Uh, I'm Ryan Burtis. I am the Military Opportunities Division Coordinator at Challenge Aspen, uh, so uh, CAMO for short. Um, we are an adaptive outdoor recreation nonprofit uh, based in Snowmass, Colorado. Uh, we hold about 25 retreats uh, per year, um, and we have uh, a few different uh, setups that we have. Uh, one is our Rocky Mountain Retreats. Uh, so that is where you can directly apply to uh, the CAMO program, um, and I'll see your application and uh, uh, be able to see who is going to be the best fit for which retreat. Uh, we hold uh, about um, three retreats during the winter. So right now we have uh, a introduction to uh, snow sports coming up here in the next couple of days. Um, and so that's going to be all based at Snowmass Resort. Um, and we'll be doing uh, adaptive skiing and snowboarding. Um, and then uh, later on in the season, we'll be doing a couples retreat, which will be held up in Estes Park, uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, and that's more of a cross-country skiing, snowshoeing uh, retreat. And uh, everyone gets to uh, live in a house for uh, uh, a couple of days together. Everybody gets their own private bedrooms per couple um, and uh, some really fun activities for, for that. Um, and then uh, after that, we'll be doing an advanced snow sports uh, retreat uh, here in Snowmass again. Um, and so that'll be for people who uh, 
really uh, kind of know how to, uh, uh, you know, be able to traverse down the mountain, uh, whether they're on skis or snowboard or sit ski or ski bike, um, and uh, really have uh, some skills already uh, um, uh, in their toolbox, and they're able to come out and build upon those. Everybody gets uh, a um, uh, an instructor, or sometimes we'll we'll group up instructors just to, depending on uh, what our logistics are. Uh, but then also during uh, the um, winter, we do what's called the Western Slope Socials. Uh, we also actually we do this year round. Um, so that is uh, more of a program that you can just register for um, if you're going to be in the area during the time that we have them. Um, and you can sign up either for uh, winter snow sports or you can sign up for uh, mountain biking or archery. Um, and then, uh, we also do, uh, partner, uh, retreats, which is with, uh, other nonprofit organizations and, um, uh, DOD, uh, organizations. So wounded warrior project, uh, operation healing forces, SOCOM care coalition, um, Walter Reed medical center, uh, center for the intrepid, uh, organizations such as that. And uh, we partner with them to uh, be able to reach as many veterans as possible and uh, bring them out here and give them uh, a really great experience uh, on a multi-day retreat. Uh, we uh, are able to uh, supply all the equipment, lift tickets. Um, you know, we take people out to dinner. We uh, uh, set up all the lodging and everything. Um, so it's, it's really a, a great opportunity to just kind of get away from, uh, your everyday life and experience something new that you may not have experienced or be able to experience something that you already have a skill for, and you're able to, uh, help perfect those skills and, or just come out and have a, a whole lot of fun with us. Um, like I said, we, we do activities year round. So in the summer we do downhill mountain biking, archery, fly fishing, uh, we also throw in, uh, some stand-up paddle boarding or whitewater rafting, golfing. Um, we, we have a ton of activities that, uh, we like to do and we are, uh, starting to expand those programs. So, um, we are getting more adaptive equipment, uh, to be able to facilitate these, uh, for people who are really in need, um, that wouldn't otherwise have the opportunities to be able to get out and do these things themselves. Um, and it also helps show them some resources that they can um, uh, try to uh, research and see if that's a possibility for them um, as far as any equipment or any other programs that they might be able to sign up for. Um, so we like to think that um, we are providing um, an opportunity for people to uh, really start to, to see what their capabilities are and uh, be able to take that and use it for themselves in the future. And not only just for uh, the adaptive recreation, but also maybe learn some life lessons that they can apply to their everyday lives um, and really just uh, help empower them to, to keep pushing through whatever it is that they're struggling with. Um, that's what Challenge Aspen has done for me. And that's what I uh, prefer to uh, try to uh, impose on anyone that comes out here uh, that they can uh, just 
better themselves and, and make a, a, a really good impact uh, on their everyday life. Now, you know, one of the questions that uh, I because I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I've been doing this since like 2015. And, yeah. and the one thing that it's like the number one question whenever I talk with other veterans is, what is the criteria? Because there's some nonprofits that won't uh, that won't help you if you're not post 9/11. There's some nonprofits that won't really help you if you know if you don't have a, a Paralympic uh, disability. You know, things like what, what is the criteria on baseline to to yeah to participate with Challenge Aspen? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, so, for one, you have to be honorably discharged. Um, okay. And you have to have uh, good standing with the VA. You can't uh, be uh, denied um, uh, benefits uh, for um, uh, various different reasons. Uh, but um, so you have to that, have some kind of rating with the VA, in other words. Yes, you have to have a okay. service-connected disability through the VA, um, okay. and. Uh, you know, it it can vary to all sorts of different things. It can either be a physical disability or it can be a cognitive disability. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, as long as you have that service-connected disability rating, then you're you're pretty much good to go with us. Um, you have to have a DD-214, um, you know, just proof of service and proof of benefits. That's that's really just the baseline as far as what you need in order to be able to sign up for any of our programs. That's awesome. That's awesome, Ryan. And I can personally attest I've done, I have a history with CAMA. I've been doing it at least five years. Um, uh, and, you know, I've done the winter, I've done the summer. And like you was talking earlier, you, know, you did archery and I didn't yeah, even know that we, we did, did the archery, archery challenge this, this summer with Ryan and, and Nate. <clears throat> and Nate and I have history. I knew Nate back when he was at NSCD. And um, just a great, great time. We, we went out. Uh, couple weeks later for the um, golf tournament had a great time highly recommend uh, camo uh, great people great programs um, and again there's so many good programs out there that are highly underutilized that I would implore any veteran to take advantage of that's our whole purpose here is to advocate to educate to enlighten to spread the, spread the good news and Ryan I, I'm so grateful that you were able to come on today uh, it's good to see you again. And you are an Air Force vet, yes? Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it's also great to see you again, Vicente, even though the microphone's kind of covering your face, right. but I, I know right. you're there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Vicente was to able to, to come out with us for the Total Archery Challenge uh, over the summer. Um, and uh, that was held at Sunlight uh, uh, Ski Resort <laughs> up in Glenwood Springs. Um, and that was a multi-day event uh, where we had uh, some practice at a private ranch. Um, and then we were able to uh, go and do the, um, the events. Uh, and uh, we got two full days of that. Uh, so we were able to go out on different courses and shoot um, 3D targets. Um, and it was really just a lot of fun. It was a great experience oh, for us and our first time doing it. And so, yeah, we uh, uh, hope to uh, uh, continue doing that uh, this next summer. Um, so, yeah, uh, look forward to that. Yeah, that was a whole different animal. I, I, went, I went into that thing with kind of a swagger because thinking, I'm, yeah, I'm a pretty good archer. 
And man, I tell you what, I'd never done anything like that before. And it was the real deal. Dude. But how I mean, many times since your disability, how many times have you like stepped into something and you're like, okay, you know, I got, I got this, I got, I got the world by his balls. And then afterwards you're like, oh boy, maybe I'm just holding my own. I yeah, suck at this. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how I felt. I, I mean, just some really difficult shots between trees, uphill, mm -hmm. downhill, you know, behind a rock, a big rock. I mean, it just really, really awesome experience. You know, one thing is to go to a static range and you've got different yardages and stuff. But when you're doing these stations, oh, my God, dude, it was crazy. It was really, really good time. Now, they yeah. have an event right now. And I don't know if you're at Ski Spec right now or if you're in Aspen, Ryan. But they have an event right now that's in Breckenridge that yeah, yeah, all yeah. the veterans are getting together. We have a we have a couple of DJs that just came in Colorado just for that event. Are, awesome. And I know that you guys are a big, huge part of that uh, partner, that participation with you, uh, with Move United, and you guys go out and ski with Sports the guys. Yeah. Uh, well, so Challenge Aspen, the last time I checked, they were really, really into the snowmass, and they're more of like a supportive element when it comes to ski spec because it's what it's like, two, like an hour and a half or almost two hours from. Aspen to Breck. I, I don't I don't know the proper distance. Yeah, um it's it's about two, two and a half hours, uh just oh. depending on uh what speed you're going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and <laughs> what, the, what the weather conditions are. Um yeah, we actually just got back last night. Like I, I still have just all my bags and everything on the floor here. I haven't even unpacked yet. Um and uh yeah, we were out there for doing some training. Um, we are uh, getting some new equipment that we are really excited for. Um, right now, we're kind of just uh, uh, keeping that uh, still a little bit under wraps just because uh, we're um, still working out the logistics of everything. But uh, once we uh, figure that out, we'll be making more announcements on that. Uh, so look wow. forward to that because it's really, really cool. It's going to get people out here that uh, normally just are not able to uh get out and do these activities. So yeah, um, it is, definitely is um, basically like an adaptive haven. Um, it's a multi-day event where you not only have uh, people that are coming out as participants to um, uh, get lessons, but also you have people that are coming out as instructors to get lessons. So um, they are learning how to teach, um, how to uh, work with uh, people with disabilities, um, and how to uh, uh, work different types of equipment um, and different techniques. Uh, so one thing that I was doing was I was learning all these different fundamentals of snowboarding. Um, I was learning uh, tethering from a snowboard. Um, I was learning just uh, normal everyday uh, fundamental skills um, and then also uh, different people skills. And um, uh, I was also learning... Uh, some more uh, adaptive equipment that is uh, trying to work its way into the U.S. right now, but is uh, still a, a, a further ways away from uh, being able to achieve that yet. Um, and then uh, the the rest of the, the group that we had from Challenge Aspen, uh, they were learning a, a specialized uh, piece of equipment called a Tetra ski um, and a snow cart. Um, so those were... Uh, 
really cool uh, adaptive equipment that um, are used for people who are like quadriplegics, um, people that have spinal cord injuries um, and are normally not able to um, uh, go out and ski on their own where they, they need some sort of assistance. Um, and uh, we are very happy to be learning uh, all these new things so that we can provide that experience for people. Um, it, it was a, a really great time. We all had a lot of fun. Uh, we all learned a lot and uh, I hope to be able to go back next year. So I have a question for you. Did you see any ski bikes out there? Oh, you have no idea. And the variations of ski bikes uh, out really? there. Uh, I mean, there were some that were like low rider ski bikes. Um, there were some that had um, a, like a really great suspension system and were a little bit more elongated than the ones that we have. Um, so we have uh, ski bike uh, SB100s. Um, and then we also have uh, K2 ski bikes. Um, and uh, they're just a, a little bit different in uh, the, the way that they uh, operate um, and the, the mechanics of them and just also the, the setup of the bike itself. Um, and we have uh, more adaptive equipment to be able to work in uh, cooperation with that. Um, and yeah, there's tons of sit skis. I mean, people that were doing one-legged skiing, um, it was just amazing. Uh, I literally didn't have uh, a single moment where I didn't see someone that was stand-up snowboarding, stand-up skiing, and then someone that was in a sit ski or a ski bike um, or three tracking or four tracking. I mean, uh, it was just incredible. And everybody is super supportive there. Um, everyone's really just trying to learn. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that for maybe next friendly, year. And we're networking. Um, you know, it's it's really just like kind of like this, this big coming together of all the uh, uh, adaptive recreation uh, – organizations throughout the country now for those that are just joining us we are talking with ryan Bertus. he is a representative for the camo group at his challenge aspen uh up in aspen. Yes. and you know i don't think that you're going to know this answer i'm just going to throw this out there but there is a there's a rec side and there's a racing side do you guys have any influence in the racing side anymore or is it purely rec rec now so yeah it's it's our our, our rec program so they uh um stand for uh recreation uh education and cultural um and so um they are able to work with anyone with any disability um as long as it's you know documented you're good to go um we have a uh uh an awards program. Uh, so if you aren't able to afford lessons because they are very expensive out here, yeah, um, even at our reduced rate, um, then we can get you a lesson as little as like 10 or 12 bucks a day. I mean, like really just awesome. And, and uh, we get uh, a, a really great amount of funding in order to be able to um, offer that. Um, and so that's something that we really would like people to capitalize on. Um, and you, you don't just have to apply for the camo program. Um, it doesn't matter if you're uh, a veteran, um, as long as you, uh, have a disability, if you want to get like one-on-one -on -one lessons, um, that's not in a retreat, then you can apply for that program and that award, uh, program and, uh, you know, just come out and, 
uh, we'll help you as, as, as best as we can. Um, and uh, we'll get all the information from you so that we can prepare for your arrival and make sure that we have everything ready to go for you. Um, and then also you can apply for the camo program and be on a multi-day retreat. Um, our Western Slope socials, those are now going to be multi-day weekends. So about three days uh, over the weekend, Friday through Sunday. Um, and uh, that will include lodging. Um, we ha have uh, uh, changed that format a little bit to where it'll be about $200 if you want to uh, uh, get a hotel room, $100 without it. Uh, but again, that covers your instruction, equipment, lift tickets. Um, we hold dinners at the end of the evening. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really just a great time. And another thing that we offer during our retreats um, are wellness sessions. So um, we'll do something such as breath work. Um, and, and that's uh, just a really awesome experience um, if you're to able to, to, to uh, come out and see that. Um, we uh, learn how to um, just let our bodies kind of function in a, in a better way uh, so that we're keeping ourselves calm, we're keeping ourselves focused. Um, and also it's kind of just like this, uh, this cleansing, um, centering uh, experience where you just, you come out of it and uh, all of a sudden you, you feel like a, a entirely new person. Um, and then we also uh, offer yoga. Um, so that uh, is something that we typically hold uh, at Snowmass uh, during our, uh, our winter retreats. Um, and, uh, that will just, uh, allow you to get some stretching in, uh, and, uh, it's really just kind of a, a peaceful experience, uh, so that, uh, you can limber up and, uh, keep going throughout the week. Um, and we'll also take people to like the, the hot springs, um, out in Glenwood Springs. Um, and that's a really cool experience. Uh, there's multiple different hot spring, um, uh, uh, organizations that uh, we can go to and uh, get different experiences, multiple different pools and uh, just uh, different um, uh, chemical mixtures. Like it's all natural. So uh, it comes from a, um, a natural hot spring and uh, uh, they take uh, really good care of all the pools and uh, keep it all sanitary. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a very fun experience and it's kind of like a, uh, a highlight of the retreat where, you know, it, we're able to just kind of relax and, uh, uh, um, you know, get our, our muscles uh, to, to recuperate a little bit. And then we go out and, you know, have some dinner. So, um, yeah, uh, we definitely uh, like to incorporate uh, some things like that so that it's not just you're just on the go the entire time, just doing all, all this uh, recreation and, you know, tiring yourself out. We, we like to be able to let people kind of relax a little bit, um, and, you know, have some other fun activities that, uh, will, uh, just kind of break up, uh, the, the week and, you know, keep things exciting. Yeah. You guys do very good job of accommodating and keeping it, cre being creative and keeping it interesting. I thoroughly enjoyed every, uh, camp I've been to. And, you know, I noticed, so first of all, uh, how are the conditions in Brack? Um, well, so we actually just got um, uh, a nice snowstorm uh, as we were driving in. Uh, the uh, Vail Pass was uh, closed down right before we got there, and then it opened up, and so it, it made our uh, 
commute uh, that much easier. So we were very thankful for that. But um, yeah, they they got a, a good amount of snow on uh, on the ground right now. Um, so there's there's plenty of skiing to be had. And then out here at Snowmass right now, uh, yeah, I, I see just... I see the background there. I see little plants. I see the <laughs> so excited, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I see all the the snow in the windows. Um, yeah. Last I checked, we were at I don't know like 32 or 34 inches of base. Uh, of wow. snow and we were projected to get like another 11 inches over the next uh couple of days so yeah we're at 36 inches of base of snow right now so um you know things are opening up all around the the mountain um and all the other resorts in aspen uh so we are very excited for this winter Explain to our listeners and viewers when you're talking like base and stuff, explain to them what you mean exactly about base. Because unless you're like a skier or a racer, you don't really know what that base indicates. So explain yeah. that to uh, our listeners. So that's really just um, uh, the amount of snow that's packed down on top of the ground. So if you're thinking, you know, grass and rocks, and then the amount of snow. So you have 36 inches of snow packed on top of that. Um, and uh, the resorts, they uh, use snow cats to, to really help pack that down, to groom it out, um, to, to make it safe for everyone. Um, there is uh, avalanche mitigation that does go on at each of the resorts. So that yeah. was something that I was kind of struggling with at uh, Breckenridge uh, this week. Um, but you know, it's something that I knew was coming, especially anytime that we get a snowstorm, it's just, it's something that you have to expect. Um, yeah, and it's, it's never something that's near you or anything like that. So, um, it's just, uh, you know, the, the startle response from, uh, um, Oh, looks like we might've gotten cut off here. Uh Oh, yeah. no, we're, 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 we're we, we okay. still got you. Okay. Gotcha. So one, one of the things I want to reiterate that you brought up you know, that brought the prices down to like lift tickets to like, you know, 12, $10 a day. Share with their audience approximately how much like a season pass is in Aspen. The, the real unique thing about Aspen compared to all the other, um, all the other ski resorts. And for those that don't really do the whole like, you know, skiing and stuff, Every resort, it's kind of like a Disney World or a King's Island. Every, oh, well, we lost oh, him. Man. We lost him now. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Um, shoot. Hopefully, uh, if if he has the call yeah, in case, number. Yeah, we, can, we can have him call in. Yeah. In fact, tell him that if uh, he wants to continue, that uh, we'll, we'll uh, go ahead and call him. Sometimes the phone line is a lot better than the uh, than the the video. You have to have so much bandwidth for a video, and yeah. especially in Aspen, it's pretty far. Away yeah, it's pretty far away. Shit. So, well, I, I'll tell you right now the the interesting thing about Aspen compared to all the other ski resorts, and we had to watch it as racers. They'll give you like a ticket. And they'll take your pass away if you're going too fast. And there's, oh, there we go. And it's a huge difference between like going fast and, you know, going oh, fast and stuff. 
Sorry yeah, about sorry that, about that. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, my screen froze, and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> but, well, you kind of warned us. So, yeah, you kind of warned us. So, what to, I was telling our listeners, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Uh, to answer your question, um, so lift tickets typically, like for like a season pass um, for Aspen Skiing Company, like you could be looking at, you know, up to like three grand. I mean, it's it's pretty wow. expensive. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so wow, that's a high price. You guys, you guys yeah, are always <laughs> However, there's another thing that isn't really um, uh, advertised all that much. Aspen Skiing Company does offer a disability um, uh, season pass, and that like comes down to like three hundred and like forty nine dollars or in that range somewhere. So really? significant discount. Yeah. Um, and so you can uh, contact us and, and we can help uh, you work through that process um, and uh, just get you the information that you need in order to be able to get that. But as far as our own program, so again, we have that awards program to where if you want to get one-on-one lessons and you want to come out for a day or a couple of days um, and it's just you and your instructor, uh, then you can a- apply for that through our recreational uh, uh program and uh then come out and get some lessons uh and they do uh activities all year round as well they do custom adventures uh throughout the summer and the fall um and so that's really great you know just depending on what it is that you're looking for uh so there are um uh ways to reduce the the cost uh because it is very expensive out here um i think out at breckenridge uh it's like going for um, like 200 something, uh, a lift ticket. And, uh, yeah. So, um, depending on where you go, the prices can vary, um, and it can be fairly expensive, but we can help, uh, significantly reduce it for you. Um, so that we can get you the, the, the help that you are seeking, or even just if you want a buddy day where someone is just going out with you, um, and making sure that, uh, you're not getting lost because, this is a very large resort. Um, we have about four mountains just to this one resort. There's a lot of ground to cover. Um, and so uh, we want to make sure that when you're coming out uh, that you're safe um, and that we're uh, able to make sure that uh, we can locate you um, in case uh, anything comes up. Um, and that way we're also attending to whatever needs that you may have. Yeah. Now, I was getting ready to say now you guys have a I don't know if you guys are partnering with them or involved with them, but you guys usually have something. And I believe it's December, January, the X Games. What are you guys doing anything special for the X Games that's being held at Buttermilk? So um, that uh, is something that uh, we kind of do with our locals program uh, each year. Um, and that is on the, the recreational uh, side of Challenge Aspen. Um, Camo has not had any official uh, engagement with the X Games. That's something that I would absolutely love to do. Um, yeah. That yeah, That's something yeah, yeah. that would be a, an excellent opportunity for our veterans uh, to be able to experience that. Um, it's held at Buttermilk every single year. Uh, you can literally be uh, in uh, a barbecue restaurant and looking directly up the super pipe. I mean, it, you're right there. It's pretty awesome. awesome. So, um, and you, you don't have to uh, pay to see it. You can just uh, go up there and just 
you know, kind of freeze your butt off and, you know, watch uh, everybody <laughs> do uh, some extreme yeah, sports that, and that's some exciting. really cool tricks. And so, Ryan, uh, just for, for the listeners' sake, so the so Aspen, Snowmass, they're not on any of the big box passes, yes? I think what he's talking Icon. about is how, like, you know, you get the the adaptive pass, uh, no, 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 the no, no, resorts. Yeah, Epic Pass. Like, they're not on any of those, right? Um, I believe uh, they are on the um, the Epic Pass. Um, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. Yeah, they're not. They're not. <laughs> I, I, I don't pay too much attention to the, the normal yeah, season passes only... that everybody gets just because, you know, I'm working with camo and we, we have right. our own thing yeah. going on. Yeah, that's something to look at. Yeah, because Epic, I have the Epic Pass and it's Crestview, Vale, Beaver Creek, Breck, and Keystone. Yeah, okay. It might, be the, it might be the Icon Pass then. Okay. Um, I, I know that Aspen oh, Snowmass yeah. has their, their uh, own pass system. Um, and I think that includes a, a couple other resorts. Uh, so, um, but you can absolutely for like a lift ticket, if you uh, get a lift ticket for Aspen Snowmass, then in that same day or how many other days you put on that uh, lift pass, you can go to Buttermilk. You can go to uh, Aspen Highlands. Uh, you can go to Ajax. Um, and so there's multiple different mountains, uh, depending on what your, your skill level is and what it is that you're looking for as far as, uh, the type of skiing uh, that you want to do or snowboarding. Um, right. Yeah. And there's instructors at all four mountains uh, and uh, we, we have a, a lot of flexibility there. So even during some of our retreats, you know, sometimes we'll just ask a group like, Hey, does anybody want to go to buttermilk this week? You know, we'll uh, drive everybody over there and, you know, just, That's it's awesome. a, like a, a 10 minute and, drive. And, for us. You know, it's not a, you're, you're a border. Yes. Say again. You're a border. I, I do do snowboarding. Yeah. Um, and uh, eventually this year I'll, I'll start taking up skiing so that I can uh, get in on uh, some of our sit ski lessons. Um, and because uh, that's just uh, a really uh, uh, functional way of being able to work with that equipment. Snowboarding doesn't really uh, um, uh, work well with that as far as being able to tether people or bucket people and being able to uh, just make sure that uh, everything's controlled. So um, yeah, I, I am a former, uh, formerly a, a snowboarder, but uh, I'll be uh, looking to expand my uh, horizons here very soon. All right. I love that. You know, and I really think my racing career elevated when I went to Aspen because other than a couple of mountains, there really is no green trails in no, Aspen. You, they're they're, you they're mostly your, blue and you black. have your truck specs on spot on. Yeah, there because it's it's not for the the faint of heart. I I used to I used to credit my ability because whenever I hit Aspen, it made all other mountains like Fisher Price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so. With um uh with the terrain uh, out at Aspen and Snowmass, um you know like a green here would be uh, a blue like out on the east coast, um and a, a blue here you know an intermediate terrain would be kind of like a black over uh, yeah. on the east coast, um yeah. and so what we do is um you know we uh ask you through the application process you know what your skill level is, uh, what experience do you have. Uh, with the snow sport of your choice. Um, and then we will 
first take you up to our beginner area and just make sure that, okay, you're able to uh, uh, navigate that terrain and you're able to uh, get the basics down. And then we'll move you to uh, some little bit steeper green terrain. And then we're going to progress you just little by little each day. I've seen people start out in the very beginner area and then all of a sudden go to doing our high uh, intermediate blue uh, level uh, slopes. And I mean, uh, it's a uh, really just a, a great thing to see that progression that someone, yeah, exciting, they, really they can just pick it up so quickly um, and just learn the, the fundamental basics and be able to put that into practice. Um, and one thing that we like to do uh, towards the end of each retreat uh, for the winter is we all get together on the last day and we do uh, just a, a big party uh, run. And, uh, you know, it's just everyone going down the slopes all together. Um, and we'll make it to where if there's someone that's still on uh, green terrain, then we'll, we'll do it on green terrain. If everyone's on intermediate terrain, then we'll do it on some intermediate terrain. Um, and uh, we really try to, to make sure that, uh, you are able to to learn those skills um, and be able to, you know, just see that you're able to make uh, a lot of progress. And, uh, you know, just it, it changes people so much. Um, I've seen people that they they show up, you know, they are still very, um, uh, you know, in the uh the life that they have at home and they are, uh, you know, still very kind of depressed. They're, they're skeptical of uh, what's about to happen because they don't know uh, their own skills and abilities. And by the last day, they're leaving with huge smiles on their faces, a, a completely renewed sense of themselves. Um, they know what their abilities are and what it is that they uh, still need to work on. And they now have a path forward um, to be able to keep pursuing that. Um, and uh, it's it's really just great to see uh, when people are able to achieve things for themselves. And we like to um, uh, uh, really just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we like to uh, show everyone's successes. So like we set up um, uh, a uh, uh, encrypted chat um, and then we'll also send out photos uh, uh, in like Google photos. Um, and we uh, allow people to share videos. Um, and so that everyone can just kind of, um, you know, applaud each other on uh, what it is that they were able to achieve uh, during such a short time. Yeah, awesome. So awesome. And like cool. you said, that that transition from apprehension, unknown fear, even to culminating to Complete exhilaration. That is just so awesome to see. Yeah. All right. Well, it is uh, It is that time. It is the time, time to shine. It's your opportunity to talk about anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't cover or, um, you know, something that's, you know, near and dear to your heart, whatever, whatever you, you desire. It's your time to shine. Um, for me, it's, this is something that is very, uh, uh, dear to my heart because, um, I, I started out as a participant with challenge Aspen. Um, I am, uh, an air force veteran. Um, I medically retired in 2019 and, uh, 
within a few months, I received an email from the SOCOM Care Coalition, um, and they had mentioned a retreat in Aspen. And at the time, I was living only like 30 minutes away, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's a cool opportunity. So I sent them back an email. I said, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll save you on flights, um, and I'll save you on hotel rooms. I'll get myself there each day. Um, just, uh, let me come out and, uh, get the experience, um, within, uh, so I had, uh, let's see, I had that email come out like in October of 2019. And by January, 2020, I was on a retreat, uh, with the SOCOM care coalition and challenge Aspen. Um, I thought at first it was just going to be one week of, you know, learning how to snowboard and having some fun and just kind of you know, getting out of my own comfort zone. Um, and uh, I had some more uh, physical issues come up after that, that uh, made it to where I wasn't able to work for a very long time. Um, and uh, I, I was, you know, going to medical appointments constantly. Um, and then finally, uh, last year, um, after I got back to the point where it's like, okay, I could probably start, you know, uh, trying to see what I can do again, as far as work goes, um, I was, you know, having a hard time just trying to figure out, man, what is it that I want to do? Because this is a, a more rural area of the country. So um, the opportunities are a little bit more limited than what you would have in a major city. Um, and all of a sudden, um, you know, I'm going through Facebook one day because uh, there's a lot of information in this area that circulates around Facebook, you know, especially for job opportunities. So uh, I'm scrolling down and all of a sudden I see a post from Challenge Aspen and it says, uh, that they're looking for a military opportunities coordinator. And I thought, oh, man, this is probably from like three weeks ago. Somebody else already got the job. Uh, I don't even have a shot. I look at the timestamp and it says 29 minutes. And I thought to myself, wow. Okay. So I jumped on my computer and I changed my cover letter. I already had my resume ready to go. Uh, SOCOM also had uh, helped me out with that uh, through the CARE Coalition, uh, just, you know, kind of uh, getting my resume all together from everything that I did in the Air Force. Um, and um, I sent it to them within 35 minutes of them posting it. Uh, the, the director of the, the CAMO program, Nate Gillette, uh, he all of a sudden uh, said to our um, development director, he was like, oh my gosh, we already have uh, a submission. How long ago did you send out that, that job notification? And uh, <laughs> they got me in on uh, a, um, an interview. And at first I thought I blew it like immediately because I uh, forgot exactly where the office was. And I parked at a lower parking lot and like, where the office is, it's it's a pretty steep hill where the parking lot is. Um, right. So it, it's it's not an easy walk, uh, especially if uh, you're not used to that altitude. I live at 5,400 feet. The office is at 8,300 feet. So wow. big difference in elevation there. Um, yeah. So I'm already like kind of frazzled because uh, I showed up 10, like I was in the parking lot 10 minutes before the uh, interview was supposed to start. And I'm thinking from a military mindset, 15 minutes early or you're late, you know, uh, that's just the standard. Right. So I'm right. running up the hill. I'm getting all sorts of out of breath, uh, because I hadn't been at that elevation in a couple of years. And, uh, I get into the office and for the first 15 minutes of the interview, I'm just <sighs> the entire time <laughs> talk to them. And I thought they're going to see this as I'm out of shape. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not the guy for the position. 
Um, and luckily, uh, after a couple of other interviews with some other people, um, you know, they uh, decided to to offer me the position. Um, uh, even the um, director of operations uh, and uh, the camo director, they both said to each other after I left, they're like, yeah, he's the guy. Um, and so uh, I think it was part of not only my uh, military experience and being a veteran and understanding uh, uh, that aspect of uh, their clientele, but also uh, having been a, a prior participant and having uh, a idea of what the program is like um, was really just what helped me uh, uh, get into this position. And it's really been life-changing for me. Um, they have continued to help me uh, through everything that I struggle with. Um, and it, it just shows me that uh, there are uh, a, a lot of really good things and a lot of really good people out there. Um, and so that's what motivates me to make this program as best as possible. Um, and uh, my whole, not only my job, but my entire motivation is to make sure that uh, if you come out on a retreat, that you're getting the best experience possible um, and that you're getting a, an even better experience than what I had. Um, I love to see people leave with huge smiles on their faces um, and uh, really just having enjoyed their time here. Um, and we like to see your successes afterwards. Um, you know, one thing that we've seen uh, with our uh, Western Slope Social uh, program, which is uh, the, the drop-in program that you can just register for, I've seen uh, participants that have met for the first time in that program and then uh, a few weeks or months later, they're out on another program together um, and they're they're still getting out there and doing things that they started doing with us. And it's just it's really great uh, to to be able to see people uh, moving forward uh, beyond Challenge Aspen um, after they, they come and uh, experience uh, one of our retreats. Yeah, you know, and I think that's a fringe benefit, Ryan, because, you know, it's it's an you know, I've made friends through these programs that I've attended that I still in contact with, that we do things. So, you know, it's it's a never ending, it's an ever evolving relationship with people like you, your programs, and the other vets that you meet at these programs. It's really is, it's, it's an awesome thing. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for being on with us today. We really appreciate yes, you taking time out of your day, especially so early in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, from Challenge Aspen's Camo program, it is Ryan Burtis, who is the representative. And uh, Ryan, once again, thank you for your service and thank you for what you do for our yes. veterans. You're a welcome addition to Camo, and we look forward to future endeavors with you, and I will definitely be in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come and speak with you guys today. Um, and yeah, if anyone is uh, uh, looking to apply for one of our programs, just visit challengeaspen.org um, and go to the Military Opportunities Program at the top of the, the webpage. Um, and you can see all of our different uh, products. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to uh, being able to read your applications and see who is uh, uh, really, really deserving of uh, this opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank sir. you. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, Chief Man, it's that time. You know what a time it is, right? Tribute to the troops. It is tribute to the troops. No time. We'll be back, everyone. So I don't, I don't know how to tell this story. 
Well, you got to, Joe. You tell the American people what these men did here. You tell them how my troopers died. Friends and family, thank you for tuning in today as MBR pays tribute to Army Specialist Joseph Blickenstaff. Specialist Blickenstaff died on December the 8th, 2003, while serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. He was a member of 1st Battalion, 23rd Infantry Regiment, 3rd Brigade Combat Team. Specialist Blickenstaff was on patrol near Dula'aya, Iraq, when his striker combat vehicle rolled off an elevated road and into the canal below. Specialist Blickenstaff was unable to escape his vehicle before being overtaken by the water surrounding it. As a former teacher once reminisced about Joseph, he was proud to protect our freedoms, and he died to create them for others that he would never meet. He will always be our hero. On behalf of everyone here at MBR, we want to thank you, Specialist Blickenstaff, for your service and dedication to this country, and our thoughts and prayers are with your friends and family. On the 4th of July It's some handwritten letters from home It's some sleepless nights alone It's his newborn baby he left with his wife Mr. Red, White and Blue
Me muted. There we go. There we go. There's all right. Table. Once again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are back. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the morning show right here on the station that's giving veterans a voice, MBR. And before I forget, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Caveman because, you know, Mistakes happen, but you're doing really yeah. phenomenal compared to last hey, week. Hey, you put up with us every week. <laughs> well, I think that, it, that I, in and of itself deserves a medal. I think he's done phenomenal today. Yeah, honestly, I think he's done really good. You're doing really good, you know. So, well, uh, well, yeah. well you're gonna be really good. I promise you. Uh, you're gonna be really good. And you gotta deal. With, you gotta deal with age. I mean, I don't, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, dealing with everything Trudge. outside of work to stay able to make me more focused on other stuff. Well, so, you got a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. tell us a little bit about your work. Like, yeah. what do you do? Because I know, I know that you're doing the play-by-play -play for the for the high school. Yeah, so we're at we're actually at the the college. Oh, that's a college. Okay. Yeah. So we're doing Regis University. Mercury and I are doing their commentary. Um, an intern here and an intern with Max Media on their promotional team. Okay. And then you're starting your uh, uh, podcast. Yeah. Yes. We want to try and bring that outside of like just the school projects. Wow. Like an actual that thing. Is a, that is a, a full plate. And he's, and he's thinking about bringing that Wednesday. And, and that's why I was asking him, I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing Monday? Because I think, I think it would benefit him to watch me in action kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So he knows what I'm talking about, like the initiative. And whenever an initiative is a real strong word in the military, it means doing something without being told and like yeah. being one step ahead. And I mean, you know, you consider high speed if you're able to do that. Yeah. You know, I, uh, there's a lot of good things that come out of the military and, and yeah. you know, there's bad things too, but, yeah, that's one a huge is being proactive, mm -hmm. self initiation, oh, yeah. um, self starter. Yeah, those are those are traits that can be kind of intimidating to your family. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> and you know, I tell you that the, my mentor that I like really look up to that that kind of taught me everything about like sound and stuff is Ryan Edwards. He's on a KOA some eight fifty now, but. Man, he he was amazing. Like when we did a show, he would take little bits and pieces of what we said that was, you know, kind of funny, and then he'd put a whole show together, different like sound bites. Wow! And uh, it was really good. And he he taught me. It doesn't matter who's behind the mic; it matters who's doing the sound. <coughs> That's what makes I take the show. Of that comment. <laughs> okay, well, it is that time, ladies and gentlemen. It is the final thoughts. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one. 
Ignition. Strap in. It's the two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. What we learned today. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Sponsored by OperationGoodBoy.com. Use code at checkout. Military Discount Radio. Forewarning that um, that that the money that you save on the military discount radio, um, I don't really think much of it goes to MBR. It, it's more of a hey, veterans, if you need like pet supplies or something, here's a here's like a percentage or whatever. Yeah, MBR is not too into the money sponsorship. We're more into the like the product sponsorship you know getting uh getting items for veterans and stuff like that that's what we are more uh, looking and feasible into so well it is that question and caveman i'm gonna i'm gonna pick on you first is there something valuable that you valuable valuable that you learned today definitely just going to see specialists and going to get out doing things that you like getting a hobbies and things like that or right easy ways to just help yourself moving forward yeah you especially know, with things like being a veteran so you muted yourself there there we go we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll fix we'll, we'll get you there you know i i don't tell this a lot but i will say Uh-oh, that in uh, in 2008 2009 i was on 15 different medications and you know, with like skiing, with broadcasting, you know, using broadcasting as a way of rehabilitation, uh, it's helped me with like you know my voice, not doing the ums and the ahs, because a lot of us with TBIs, we 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 tend to do that. And I can tell you, like today, I'm only on like two different medications, you know, one to sleep and one you know PTSD and stuff. But other than that. You know, these rehabilitation options, you know, it's it really helps to wean you off of the medication. It really does. And, you know, medication is good for those that, like, really, really need it, okay? Mm. But if you can get to a point where you can wean yourself off those medications, you're, you're, you're a lot more <laughs> clear in the head. Yeah. kind of thing yeah. you know i remember i i i remember I, I noticed a huge difference when i took my ptsd medicines before i got on the hill compared to when i got off of the hill and like it it, it just the when you went down the hill it, it just it hits you different when you're not on the medication compared to when you are just you know more clear you know you know where to do the turns you know when to really lean into the turn and stuff like that so and i can't say enough about that um so that that's basically what i've kind of learned today what did you learn oh me yeah oh i learned that i could take a nap while we're doing this and we didn't even notice <laughs> <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in it is that time for us to go remember the podcast of this radio show will be available right when we get off the air today and remember as always we're here for you we're not thank here you. for us giving our veterans a voice Closer, closer. Have a good day, folks.
See you next time. That's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. The podcast of this radio show is available right after we go off the air tonight. Anywhere that you can get your podcast episodes. And thanks for joining us today. I'd like to take a moment to talk about something close to my heart. 